Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. I'm still having getting used to my new microphone here because my other one broke. How'd you break it? Did I don't you know. drop well, it? No, no. You remember like, we... drop the mic? No, it just came on the air yesterday and it didn't work right. So this is my new microphone. I'm, I'm on, I'm, you know what? I'm like Dave Ramsey now. You know, you don't even know who Dave Ramsey is, do you? Yes, I do. I, he's I'm, the money dude. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> the money dude. <laughs> you know, if, if you listen to his show, um, and, and I'm not saying anything bad about him. I think he's a fascinating guy because if you know the whole background to him, uh, that he was like a high-flying, him and his, his wife were like high-flying real estate people, you know, and they got overextended and the market crashed and they got killed. And I, don't, I can't remember if he declared bankruptcy or not, but I mean, like they were like in terrible shape. And he essentially said, the worst thing in the world is debt. You should have no debt. You should have debt free. And that's his whole thing. Now, the interesting part of that is that sometimes he carries that to the extreme and he's been made fun of by other people going like, okay, so you carry no debt, but yet that's the way the world works because if nobody carried any debt, then you know most people wouldn't be able to afford a house. Most people wouldn't be able to afford a car. Uh, you know, but but Dave's answer is, well, you shouldn't buy a new car. You should buy a clunker. You should buy an old piece of junk. You know, I mean, and and maybe I listen to him like that. You know, I'm driving around in my in my driveway rescue car right now. You know that that uh, literally I bought for three hundred bucks and I didn't. You know, and I didn't even know if thing worked. I bought it from somebody that I knew that it was sitting in their driveway for a year, broke down. You you know, tires flat, wouldn't run, towed it to my place, fixed it, and now I drive it almost every day. And that's the point, is you fixed it up, and it's lovely, by the way, and um, well, but, and now you, but you, his, you drive it. It's, it's Right, but his his point is, but see, the deal on that is, is not everybody can do that. I mean, I, I can work no, on cars. No, not everybody's a shade tree mechanic right, like you are, right. Brad. Not, most people can't. And, and the thing that bothers me is... As uh, we get further and further along with technology, the cars are getting increasingly harder to work on. And yes, they some are. of the things now, it's the same problem that the, um, the, the farmers have. And, and you're going to go, what? He's talking about cars and farmers? The, there's a problem the farmers have now, that especially with John Deere, not you know, dissing John Deere, and I'm a John Deere fan, I have John Deere equipment, uh, is that you can't work on it yourself because of the fact that it's all sorts of hardware, software, firmware stuff that um, you can't buy anymore. They won't sell it to you. You have to have the John Deere technician come out and fix your tractor, you know, with all his, his, his laptop with all the software and stuff like that. And that's what's happening with some of the cars now. If you know anything about cars, and this gets really into the weeds, what they call CAN bus, which essentially was the car manufacturers brought out as a way of, of, of deterring people stealing cars because each part has an individual serial number. And if you go to the dealership and buy that replacement part and put it in your car, it, the car won't start because of the fact that the computer is going like, oh, there's a part in here that's not recognized. I don't recognize that serial number, so I'm not going to start. And that's the idea is behind it. Is that true? Oh, true, true story. True story. And, and and as they get through the it's it, ask ask any ask uh, 
ask uh, ask uh, 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 Caleb about this. Ask uh, ask the guys that complete auto body. Ask them about what they call can bus. And well, I, since today is the grand opening for Salt River Automotive uh, tonight, it's starting at four. Um, Caleb Hunter will be there as will his crew and his new shop. And tonight is the grand opening, so I think I'll ask him then. I ask him about CAN bus, and, and that's gotten to be a, a real touchy issue. Now, once again, they claim the reason for it is so to cut down on car theft, because in a lot of cases, the cars are stolen, and then they're parted out uh, for crash parts. As a matter of fact, I think the still the most commonly stolen car is a Toyota Camry. Because of the crash parts, when I, you know, I mean crash parts, I mean like typically fenders, hoods, doors, things that can easily be unbolted from one car and bolted onto another car. Um, you know, as far as like if you get into an accident, and because the crash parts from Toyota are very expensive, Toyota, uh, you know, you know, has a high regard for their for their body parts um, and and some mechanical parts as well too. But that's the whole deal. So so it gets to the point where where geez, like sometimes there's there's some of these. There's a guy on, on YouTube. You remember I'm a YouTube freak. There's this guy on YouTube, and I can't remember his name. He's some guy from, he's in Minnesota, and it's his, his, uh, his channel is called Vice Grip Garage. And what he, <laughs> That's what, cute. what he does is he goes around, literally goes around the country. People call him up and say, hey, I got a car that's in my garage. It's been there for 20 years, and nobody started it in 15 and so he goes and he buys these cars that have been sitting, most of them have, are in people's garages, that literally haven't run for like a decade, two decades. And most of them are not in the best of shape. And he goes and he gets them started and he drives them home, <laughs> which is sort of interesting. You know, and he videos the whole bit. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I watch this and I'm thinking to myself, man, in the old days, I mean, some of these are like 60s and 70s and 80s, and there aren't too many 90s, but he's done one or two, but most of them are 70s and 80s cars. And, uh, you know, typically, you know, they got carburetors on them, how you get them started, you get the starter fluid, and you, you pour a little gas down the carburetor, <laughs> it's like old school kind of stuff, you know, and I'm going like, man, those were the days, you know. You didn't have to worry about, you know, the computer and this and that. And, and you know, I mean, the, the downside to the old days is nowadays you get a scan tool, you plug it into the to the port under the dashboard, and you can pretty much figure out what's wrong with a car just by scanning the computer. But in the old days, there wasn't that much on it. You know, you had, you had distributor, you had, you know, spark plugs, you had carburetor, fuel pump, fuel filter. That's pretty much it. Anyway, how do we get talking about that? And they were easy to work on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super easy to work on. How do we get talking about that? Super lonely. Super. I don't know. You started it. Well, I, well, you know, well, I just go on weird tangents. You know me. Weird tangent bread. You I know, do. What the weird heck do I know? Weird tangent bread. WTB. I, I had some weird stuff happen to me yesterday again. To, you know, I went out to dinner last night and had the strangest experience. But I don't even know if I want to talk about that. You might as well. You brought it up and it's clearly on your mind. Well, it's just, you know... What I find interesting is in our COVID-19 world, everybody interprets the rules differently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, they do. Have you sort of noticed it's, that? As clear as they've tried to make them. <laughs> right. People do uh, you go, ignore. You go one place and, and, you know, and they clean the tables. They almost bring out like the... You know the hazmat crew to spray the table down and and know. you know what I mean and 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 buff it and 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 then you know hit it with ultraviolet light and you know the whole bit and then you go someplace else and it's like eh 
see that table over there? It's yours. Have at it. And there's junk on it. <laughs> there's <laughs> food on the table. There's like on the seat. Right. On it's the, going like, clearly it's, a child is set there. It's going like, and there's like okay. little there's, driplets of food on the floor. Yeah, there's there's it, the, there's no standards in this place. Okay. The debate tonight between the vice presidents. Have you heard all this crazy stuff? We'll talk about this no. next break. I heard that oh, there was going to be um, plexiglass. plexiglass <laughs> Between the candidates, it's just like <laughs> it's it, it's gotten out of control, you know. And and now people are talking about, oh, look at the White House, look at Trump because he wouldn't wear a mask. Everybody in the White House. And here's here we go again, CNN. Okay, once again, I talk about this all the time. CNN, you go to their news site, and what's the first thing you see? Analysis, and you know what the headline on CNN is right now. Trump's high-risk erratic behavior continues. <laughs> what? Trump's high-risk erratic behavior continues. That's the headline, the first story on on CNN, and then in you know with a little little uh, little uh, uh, you know a capsule underneath it says, "With uncertainty still clouding the president's condition, there is increasing bewilderment in Washington at some of the erratic moves since leaving the hospital." And one of the moves he made yesterday was he has has made a a um, executive order to completely declassify all the Russia probe stuff, um, you know, and and unredacted. They have to pull the names out. And there's all sorts of crazy bombshells about what really did happen and that Obama and Biden and Clapper and all these people, they knew the whole story behind the, the Russia thing that the Clintons paid for it. I mean, it's just bizarre. Of course they did. But, That's and, what they do. And it's like, it's like, okay. So now people are going like, there's, a, there's all these people. Oh my God, he's, he's releasing all this stuff and this is going to, you know, compromise our intelligence system. And, and Oh God. It's just like to the point where, like, I mean, my eyes want to roll back in the back of my head. You know, and the sad thing about this is, is that, you know, on so many levels, you look at what's going on in St. Louis County. If you know what's happening with St. Louis County, there's a fight going on between Page and all the county commissioners or councilmen or whatever they are. And it's like, you know, everybody, not everybody, but most people get to the point where they're going like, look, we put you in office to just run things. You know what? We want to make sure that the roads... You know, there aren't big potholes in the roads and, you know, you know, on a local level and a national level, we want to make sure that the Chinese don't come and invade us and, and that, you know, that, that, uh, uh, you know, that, uh, 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 you know, people don't poison us with bad food. You know, that's what the government's for. Not all this crazy, weird, you know, argument over, you know, well, well you know, well, we'll, we'll, we'll hire a, a, a an ex an ex MI6 guy, uh, this steel guy, and we'll have him write this, this uh, you know, dossier about how Trump would go to Russia and have women in hotel rooms with golden showers. I'm going like, oh my God. You know, I mean, the thing is like, you know, and then like in the county thing, it's like, you know, like they got all this money to spend from the federal government, but they're not spending it. And, but they are spending it, but they're doing it just like Steve Stenger did where nobody knows what they're spending it. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, whatever. It's a different world, and it's six thirty-two. And then there's baseball, but we won't talk about that until later, right? Mm-hmm. Right. What time is it? It's six thirty-two. What time again? It's six thirty-two. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Gonna rain on you. Good morning to you. It is six forty-two. 
Uh, we had the forecast, uh, so we'll find out what's going on with that uh, in a couple minutes. We'll have Jennifer, what's her name again? Wojcicki. I can't say that. And you actually met her, right? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll have Jennifer. Uh, did you Have you ever met Dave Murray before? I have not. Dave Murray taught me how to read color radar weather. I know he did. Remember I told you the story? Ron Grubbs hired him. He came in and taught us all. God, you know, it's so funny. I think back on that. My old boss, Ron Grubbs, God, this was going back into the 80s. And he bought this. And at the time, it was super expensive. I think the equipment was like eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000. And we wow. had it put into the studio at the at the radio station at the old, uh, well, I guess it wouldn't have been KSOK anymore. It would have been Y98 at that point, or KY98. You know, we kept getting you know kidded about ky jelly but anyway um we had it put into the air studio and um dave came in and taught us how to read it gave us a little like a little mini course and god we had so many people make fun of us and most of them in the radio business okay hey man this is this is this is radio color radar weather how do you see that on the radio and the idea was you know when you think about it now that everybody has it on their phone Anybody with like two brains in there or, you know, like two brain cells can look at it and think, okay, there's a big band of activity and it looks like it's coming my way. I think it's going to rain here pretty soon, right? You know, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. And that's what we did. We did that on the air. We did the forecast. We said, hey, and taking a look at the in-studio color radar weather. That was our line. In-studio color radar weather. And we talk about... I actually remember that. Oh, and, 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 and it was crazy because of the fact that, that for us... You know, once again, we were watching the weather real time. And I know, you know, you're thinking like nowadays, like, yeah, so what? You grab the Weather Channel app and you know, there's 14 different weather apps and you can watch, you know, the Weather Channel on TV and you can pull it up on your computer and, you know, everybody's got weather. There's weather this and weather that. And, uh, you know, to the point, but back then and, and, you know, there were times with really nasty storms that were coming into the St. Louis area where we could say, boy, right now you can see this storm, you just sort of like what I do still. You can see this big storm coming up, uh, Interstate 44, man, it's going to hit it's going to hit out there in valley park any minute now and you know and people and it's funny because when we do that people but that's not what's happening now well no no people would call okay. us and say man you're exactly right you're like better than the weather guys you know i was out on 44 out there 141 i was listening to you and like all of a sudden the storm hit and it's exactly what you said because we're, we're just watching the stuff in the studio you know no 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 rocket science but God, I mean, everybody made fun of us for that. I'll never forget that. And Ron, Ron was like sort of ticked, you know, because he, and, he and, and once again, he, you know, sometimes, I, you know, one of my favorite stupid sayings is, you know what the definition of a pioneer is? I do, but why don't you tell everyone? Definition of a pioneer is some someone found face down in the dirt with an arrow in their back. You know, the idea being that they were the first ones in, but they got killed in the process. You know, I mean, like, you know, the, the, as, as, as we went further west, remember, St. Louis is the gateway to the west. All these people came to St. Louis, bought all this equipment, bought wagons and things like that. And then they headed west on the Overland Trail, which started right in St. Louis. And anyway, they headed west and, uh, you know, they were pioneers and some of them were successful. Other ones got killed by the Indians. Other ones, you know, died of starvation and malnutrition and disease and things like that because they were trying to be pioneers. They were going out and, you know, and, 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 and settling new territories. And that's what happens when you were the first in. A lot of times you get an arrow in the back, you know, 
man, I've been there before with that. Some of the things I've done. Jeez Louise. You know? Yeah, people people have to really believe in you to embrace what you bring on because well, you're always ahead of the curve. But see, that's why I'm always fascinated with people like Elon Musk. People have made fun of the guy. You know, oh, electric cars. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's going to make an electric car. You know, and he's been pretty successful at it. And I know a couple people that, that own Teslas, and they tell me it's the best car they've ever owned. You know? And I'm telling you, I'd love to have one. I had one right behind me that was so close to me, um, I couldn't even see the front hood. What does that have to do? Because I was doing the speed limit. Oh, oh, he went. I I thought you had a stoplight. I mean, he was like, you know, tailgating you when you're driving? Yes. So let me think. If he was. I'm like, dude, seriously? If he was right behind you tailgating you, that means he was doing what, about 96 miles an hour down the highway? Ha 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 ha. No, I was actually doing the speed limit. Oh, no. No way. Yes, I was. No way. No, that's Shelly doing the speed limit. Shelly doing the speed limit is like saying White Castle makes big monstrous hamburgers you know it just doesn't happen they make little well, tiny ones i was ones. doing the speed limit contrary to your belief yeah and um because i always do whenever i go through um construction zones oh so we were heading into a construction zone and the tesla was coming up behind me i saw him come up behind me and then i sat there and i flipped my mirror up and i mean i could not see the person's um, hood. Well, no, but but see, see, why don't you? What you don't realize is, see, there's there's a lot of modes in a Tesla, and he he put he he hit the button on on the little you know pop up display, and he put it in the NASCAR mode. He was drafting you. <laughs> you know, like the, okay, you know, well, the, the, yeah. the one NASCAR guy will sit right behind the other guy, and the other guy's you know breaking the you know the the wind, and the other guy's you know right behind like him. What and you his, do behind semis, which his, you shouldn't it, do in his slipstream. You know what I mean? So in other words, that's the guy yeah. was the guy was drafting you. So he's going like, well, I'll let her break the wind, and I'll just take advantage of the fact that she's clearing the wind and doubt me. I'm just going to stay behind in this little suction area right behind her car, right? And by the way, construction zones. I came out of St. Charles last night, and I don't know if you know what they're doing or not. You know, they've been working on the eastbound lanes of the Blanchette Bridge, and they split. Right, you know, you go right. like two of them go left, and one goes right across the old. Well, at night, they're closing down the eastbound lanes altogether, and they close the entrance ramp from 5th Street on the eastbound 70. So you can't get on the eastbound 70 from 5th Street. You have to go back to like to 94. So, I, you know, I'm kind of out of St. Charles last night. It's dark, and. Uh, you know, they've got that lane closed and you come along 70 and you've got the signs that tell you, you know, construction zone, slow down. I mean, and I know you make fun of me that I drive slow all the time, but I'm driving through there at about, I think that they slow you down to what, 45 miles an hour in the construction zone, 45 or something like that. And I'm, 50. is it 50? Okay. It is on 364. Okay. So I'm doing, I'm doing 50. And there were cars flying by me on that construction zone that were doing oh, sure. 80, 90 miles an hour. And what's sad to me is, is that unless you've been a construction worker or you're working on the side of the road or you've been like a state trooper or a police officer and you don't realize like when you're standing out there, you know, working on something or, you know, like police officer, get writing somebody a ticket and people just drive like right by you at like 70, 80 miles an hour. They do. I mean, and even to the point, the state law, I mean, I had a guy the other day that honked his horn at me and flipped me off because I'm driving along 270 
and there's a police officer on the shoulder with his lights on. He's got somebody pulled over. Well, you know, you're supposed to pull over for the emergency vehicles. You know, you're not supposed to, you know, you're supposed to get out of that right lane and move over a lane. And I did. And, and, you know, and when I pulled over, I didn't, you know, I didn't cut anybody off, but this guy was coming up, you know, from in, in the lane, you know, second from the left, you know what I'm talking about. I was in, I mean, second from the right, I was in the right lane, saw the police officer there, yeah. pulled over into the next lane. And this guy was flying. Matter of fact, I think it might've been you. He's probably doing about 90 miles an hour. Oh, he was. And he's, Stop and it. he's flashing his lights and honking his horn on me. And because I pulled over into that lane, oh my God, to avoid the police officer. And then when I went back in the lane, the guy drives by me and flips me off. And I'm going you like... You know what I do? <laughs> I point my fingers down to my crotch and go, right here, buddy. Oh, <laughs> oh hold it. <laughs> Works oh, every time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute. Say that again so I can get a clean recording of that. I am not going to do that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that, that would be one of my next ones where I could play it instead of doing like... What does the fox say? Or <laughs> this one. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. Are That's not me, though. Or this one. My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. Or this one. You know, every now and then I have to go outside and run the vacuum cleaner over the driveway just to make sure that my neighbors never talk to me. Or this one. Doink. You feel better? People are suffering. People are dying. <laughs> and then there's Dwayne. There's Dwayne Murray, Dave Murray's brother, who's is also that really his brother. It's his brother. This is it, right? Dwayne Murray. This is him. I'm telling you, he's a meteorologist, just like Dave. Hold on, here we go. We didn't There's have no tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. When people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. See, I believe in that. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I think that's another part of global warming, that traffic circles has caused all those vortices to go up into the atmosphere and cause tornadoes. Okay. You don't believe me? No. <laughs> you don't think it happens? No. I got to get a windscreen on this microphone. Why? It, it it pops easily. Huh. This is shouldn't you be able shouldn't you be able to uh fix your pops yourself? Yeah, I go over to Sage to Pops and I fix it. Are they even open? No, they're still closed. Oh. Yeah, all the all the places are you know, like that like there's you come are off. Are they really? Yes, it's I I I don't I don't I don't think they're I'm pretty sure they're still closed. I don't I don't think, you know, with 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 the with the, you know, coming out with all the with all the super duper restrictions that 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 slim and trim governor of Illinois put into effect, do you think they'd let the strip clubs open up? No way. Come on. I think I'm Is it because they couldn't get get them clean enough. <laughs> no, because I don't think they could do the social that distancing. glitter sticks. I don't think they could do the social distancing thing. I'm pretty sure they're still all closed. I don't, I don't think they've I don't think they've been open since like March. It's been a long time. I'll I'll double check yes. that. But I but, wonder if they're going to be still a viable business. Oh, trust me, they'll always be a viable business as long as there's guys around. There'll be strip clubs. Trust me. You know, it's one of those things. I've been in a strip club before down in Oklahoma City. I told you about the I, I told you about my 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 escapade in years ago in Las Vegas in Glitter Gulch in downtown Las Vegas. I told you this, didn't I? The, 
bouncers out there I, going like, hey, buddy, it's for you tonight, no cover charge. Come on in. Beautiful girls. You'll love it. Come on in. No cover charge. Never cover, never cover charge. So you walk in, and then once you walk in, there's another big dude says, one drink minimum or you can't leave. So you're going like, okay, it's free to get in, but you got to buy a drink to get out. You know. <laughs> so I go in, and you know, it's like it was a little tiny place. You know, it's right there on Fremont Street. Experience, it's gone now. And uh, I ordered a drink, and it was like, you know, ordered a amaretta sour, and it was like, uh, let me think. If I would have, if I would have chemically analyzed it, if I would take it to the lab, it would have been about. Uh, you know, 20% sour, uh, 40%, uh, 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 um, you know, ice cubes, uh, uh, 55%, uh, you know, water and 5% amaretta. That's, you know, so you figure that, you know, on that $15 drink, they made probably $14 and 90 cents profit on it. So, <sighs> but you had a good time. I, I was there like 10 minutes. It, to me, it was like, it was like, I, I'm telling you, I just, it's I, weird for me to say this. I have never gotten into that. I mean, to the point where, you know, when I was younger and all my buddies were having their bachelor parties and everybody go to the east side, to me, it's like, I told you how I got in trouble with the one gal. Where did you have your bachelor party? Chuck E. Cheese? I don't think I had a bachelor party. I don't think I did. No, I didn't. I don't think I had a bachelor party. Did you not have friends? No, I still don't. You have friends. (laughs) Stop it. Who would want to be my friend? 656. Yes, it is. Westplex 107.1, one of my favorite songs, Ingrid Michaelson, Hell No, <laughs> 705. Uh, Shelly, I'm still doing research on our last break here about Pops. Uh, now, um, what's interesting, if you look at the concert announcements, they're all next year. Like uh, Creed Fisher is supposed to be there Thursday, March 18th. Flaw is supposed to be there Wednesday, April 14th. Lax, Friday, May 7th. Tech 9, uh, June 20th. Um, and yet, when you go on their site, it doesn't say if they're open or closed. As a matter of fact, there's a page on here that talks about, you know, COVID-19. Um, and just talks about uh, COVID-19. COVID-19 pandemic has put a stop to the concert industry, and we're hard at work at rescheduling as many events as possible. We have no time frame for a reopening, but are targeting fall with back fallback dates in early 2021. Now, it says we have no time frame for reopening doesn't that mean that they're closed if it says we have no time frame for a reopening so wouldn't you assume that if they're saying they don't have a time frame for reopening right now they're closed yes i would assume that but if you just google if you just google pops uh, and you get the, you know, the Google page that has like, you know, pops, uh, uh, you know, pops, uh, S-A-U-G-E-T. I did it before and looked at it. Pops Angers. And you go to there and it gives you the Google page. It says right now that they're open and it says it's open 24 hours. I'm going, now hold on a minute now. I was by there. I want to say, I don't know, three, four weeks ago, I was over on the east side, and not for what you were thinking. Uh, actually, I went to the airport over there. Uh, but um, to actually, you know, I was downtown, and I thought to myself, you know, I haven't been over the airport where I used to fly. I just went across Poplar Street Bridge and, you know, just hung out at the airport. And and you know what? Part of the thing was I looked at one of the hangars I used to fly out of, and now it's on the historic register. 
What is? The hangar. There's two hangars over there where they're built back like... At Lambert? No, 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 or no. At, at Downstate. Well, you know, they, it, when I used to fly there, it was called uh, uh, Bi-State Parks Bi-State Airport. Bi-State Parks, Because yes. it was owned by Bi-State Development Agency. And now it's called downtown parks or i don't know what in the world they call it now did not know that but it will always be by state parks. same for me because that's what i knew it as uh yeah. anyway there are two hangars on the south side um, um of of um of the you know and what's weird is part of the airports in sajay part of the airports in cahokia anyway there's two hangars there that date back to the 30s and I, I used to fly out of one of those. Matter of fact, one of the ships we used to fly was in that one hangar. And if you look at, there's a great big, like engraved, what do you call it? Like um, a stone, you know, like thing that's like got, you know, relief. You know what I'm talking about? Like a big, like a big, you know, like on the side of a building. It's got like a, it's not like a sign. It's actually part of the building, but it's got like, you know, the the name of the company. You know, uh, uh, it's in in the build. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Anyway, it's it's Kurt, it, they were Curtis Wright. It was Curtis Wright um, um, hangers, and that's where you know. I mean, and the Wright, as in Wright Brothers, <laughs> that was the. <laughs> and they're still over there. I think one of them's a museum now, but the other one's still operational. There's a lot of aircraft over at that airport, and I don't know if the Cardinals fly out of that, but I know the Blues fly out of that airport because they extended the one the one runway and you can put um i think it's got about a seven or eight thousand foot runway on the one runway and um it it goes uh, there's a there's two runways there's a north south and there's the east east west i don't remember the numbers but um anyway i i can't figure this out because according to the website it doesn't say they're closed but it do- it talks about that they don't they're they're planning their they don't have plans for their reopening yet but yet when you go to here it says open 24 hours uh, pops home. Uh, there's a COVID-19 alert on here. Calendar pops. Calendar, you know, Saji, Illinois pops concert venue. Here, let me look at this, the Facebook thing. Let's see what it says, Facebook. We're giving all this free advertising. Pops concert venue. Uh, dance night club hours. I don't know. It looks, looks like they're, looks like they're open. I don't know. I can't figure it out. Curtis, 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 they used to, oh, smartest woman in the world used to said that that uh, that airport over there used to be the Curtis Steinberg Airport. That's what they used to call it a long time ago. Anyway, um, it's a really nice airport, you know? I mean, you've, you've been over there before. Did you work over there with the FAA? I, I never worked over there, no. I either worked at Lambert or... Uh, um, Do you mean Lambert where planes... Sierra to St. Louis. Where Lambert where planes used to fly? Yes, I actually worked back then. I mean, it's to me, it's just so sad. God, you know, James Strong, you know, who we've had on the show here before, who's a radio guy. Uh, Neat man. Right. Uh, anyway, he, he puts up on his Facebook page the other day a picture. He said he's going, he's the world traveler, travels all over the world, literally China. You know, he's, he, you know, he used to do a, a weekend radio show and he used to always talk about where he was with that week. And I was always impressed. He'd say, oh, well, this week I was in China. Next week, oh, this week I was in Czechoslovakia, wherever he's at. Anyway, he posted a picture the other day of him at the airport and there's nobody in the concourse. And he took it like 10 o'clock in the morning. Like it, and it looks like you know the what they used to call, 
you know, what, East Terminal now. It's what, Terminal 2. They changed the name on that, too. Why'd yes, they, and I wish they wouldn't have done that. Why do they that? keep changing the names and stuff like that? What was wrong with the East Terminal? Do people, exactly. Do people not know their directions? You know, I mean, like, you know, and, and it used to be, you know, and like, and remember, it used to be, they had, it was, for a while, it was Concourse D, because they had A, B, C, and D. Right? Yeah, they did. It yeah. was it was D concourse, because uh, C was the A was the sort of the small one, and I think C wasn't the one wasn't C concourse the one that got hit by the tornado. Uh, remember when it had the tornado hit it, and and they had all the security cam video of that. Man, that was spooky. Of the roof. That being, was BS. Re, what? Before Shelley. Oh, okay. Before Shelley. Okay. Um, Anyway, so so that was that was the the, the thing. so anyway he puts his picture up in his Facebook page and I'm going like man is that sad or what you know and now there's this big controversy if you know whether the airlines are, are are like slugging it out with Trump because uh, you know he he essentially said we're not gonna we're gonna put this uh, this uh, new uh, uh, stimulus package on hold till after the election and uh, the air I don't know if you know this or not the airlines were getting gazillion dollars to keep flying that's part of the reason why they can keep flying and not have anybody on the planes because the, essentially the government was paying them and that money has either or will run out um i don't know which one it's either on the tail end or it's already ended and the airline industry is saying that overall that there may be 50 to a hundred thousand job cuts if they can't get more federal money because you know once again who's flying you know but me you know i'm the contrarian Man, put me on a plane right now, no problem. If you call me up and said, "Hey, I get tickets for you at the airport, fly to Kansas City, have lunch, fly back today," I'd be there. I'm there, man. Um, I'll, I would I'll do it. I'll do it. No problem. No problem. It's called flying by the seat of your pants. Well, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they yeah. haven't done it in the United States, but in some of the other countries, they've done the thing where you just get on the plane, you fly around for like three hours, and you come back to where you landed. You know, and and it was interesting because they remember they had quotes in there to people talked about. I didn't really realize how much I missed, you know, you know, rolling my luggage down the concourse. You know, I mean, it's got this stuff you wouldn't even think of, you know, the little subtle little things of life, you know, and what I find any more people that dress on the airports, they dress like they're going to Walmart. Oh, man. Don't, don't. Do you remember how I mean, this was, I guess, around my time. But I, I was a little child. But you might remember this where everybody dressed up. Like it was, it was like a Sunday thing. It was a special thing when you went to the airport and you flew. Shelly, go back and look at pictures of people at ball game in the forties and fifties. The men have you know suits and ties Fedoras. on, and yeah, I know. hats, and the women look like they just you know went out for a you know out for you know out to church and stuff like that. And yes. now you go to the ball game, and you know it's lucky some people are wearing clothes. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm like point. really. <laughs> well, well, the, the Walmart thing. You know what? Some of those pictures, I think some of those are fakes. I don't believe all those. You know, you see those websites. Oh, I look at you've these. You've been to Walmart before, right? Yeah, but I've never seen anything crazy like that stuff. I mean, there's some of those things are like, okay, that's bizarre. Who would dress up like that? You know, I mean, a lot of people. Ah, man. And, and and you know what? Once again, winners and losers in this economy. Winners, Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, losers. The construction rest, people. Yeah, construction are l- winners. Losers, restaurants, uh, you know, uh, nightclubs, uh, comedy clubs, movie theaters. Man, I, I, did I talk about radio this? stations? Yeah, boy, we're getting our butt kicked. Uh, did did I tell you that I heard this guy the other day? This this entertainment guy was listening to NPR. 
And he said, I don't know if it was last week or the week before last, that the box office for the entire country, all movies, was $8 million. Now think about that for a minute. There were... I don't understand. What do you mean? What, what, what that number means? That all movies at the box office were no, there were, $800 million? No, $8 million for the entire country. And he said, if, I don't know what that means. Does that mean that's the amount of people that came in to eight, watch a movie? No, $8 million. $8 million. So, and in context, one movie back in the day, if it was a blockbuster, one would come out, would do, you know, wouldn't be unusual to do, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 million. One movie. This is every single movie, every single theater in the United States, eight million dollars and he said that averaged if you average it out and he said he had all the numbers and he said that averaged out to four people per screen wow <laughs> yeah and and the 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 uh the uh, the the you know the the movie companies uh, you know the big the big companies have have pretty much pulled everything back they thought they were going to bring people back with this movie tenant uh, and it went into the theaters, and it just went nowhere. So they pulled all the movies back. Uh, remember, we were supposed to have uh, the sequel to Top Gun was supposed to be out. There's a bunch of big movies, right, and right. the uh, the big studios are just sitting on them. They're going like, we're not we're not going to put them out. We're not going to we're not going to lose our butts. They're just going to wait. But they're okay. and and the Regal theaters. I don't know if it in, impacts St. Louis Regal, which opened back up announced and i think this was nationally they said that they were going to close a bunch of their theaters back again because they just couldn't you know they're just losing too much money that nobody yeah. nobody's showing up for the movies yeah yeah 007 okay so it's like 716 but i want to i want to address something that just happened okay okay what so i'm not political I'll hold okay. it to you. <laughs> I don't know no, the just, I don't know no, the let me, Dems. Let, let me stop I, you. I just... Let me stop you for a minute because I'm getting information here from the world's smartest woman. Yes, 007, that one was supposed to come out, and they are closing two Regals in St. Louis. So, um, so, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, it's sad, you know? I go by, when I go up 94, there in St. Charles, and I go by the, the uh, whatever it is now, the Marcus 42 or whatever the heck they call it. You know, it used to be, what do they call that one? St. Charles, Sinny, or whatever it was. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? There at Frieden's, uh, or not at Frieden's, at uh, Prowley. Prowley and uh, 94. Uh, I mean, yes. parking lot's empty. You know, I'm going, God, that's sad. You know, okay, I interrupted you. Go ahead. That's okay. I, I, I'm sorry, I interrupted anyway, you. Anyway, I got go, this political... Go, go ahead, Shelly. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, I got this political... Say it one more time, and we're going to break. Doink. You're so funny. <laughs> anyway, I got this political advertisement. It was hanging on my door, my front door. Yeah. And it says, I mean, it says, you know, what he's done. He's a Republican. He gets his name. And, you know, all the other, you know, propaganda that, propaganda. that they say in public, um, <laughs> on public advertisements. Right. But he never says what he is running for. Really? Who yeah. is it? Who is it? Name, name it. Adam Schel Schnelting. Schnelting? Mm-hmm. Have you looked him up on the internet? Well, um, yes, I did. And he evidently is in office last year, what 2019. Is... So... so he's clearly, I found out that he's 
Missouri rep- state, you know, the House of Representatives from Missouri. Did I say that right? Oh, you know, he's running for dog catcher in St. Peter's. Oh, okay. Oh, anyway, look, at, look at his campaign. I thought that was really odd. His campaign is, is if there's a wolf, I'm there. That's not true. Stop it. It does. It says right here. Anyway, I'm being serious here. It was, it was, it was, I mean, um, it's a lovely, you know, put together, but he never really says what he's running for. Oh, you know what? Except for, Look huh? at this. I got a picture of him. He's got red hair. He's running for king of all redheaded people. Okay. 719. <laughs> okay, it says he's running for District 104. He's Republican, hometown St. Charles, County St. Charles. Sponsored bills. Let me think. He sponsored HB 1719, which is the bill that would allow you to put uh, naked pictures on your driver's license. Um, That's not what it says. Yeah, HB 1720. Uh, what it does is it allows you to drive uh, 40 miles an hour in the left lane on Interstate 70. Uh, HB 1721 prohibits medical providers from asking you your name, rank, or, rank or serial number. HB 1724 uh, removes, removes certain prohibitions on the sale of intoxicating liquors at 4 o'clock in the morning. Man, this guy's got some stuff, I'm telling you. I understand that, but <laughs> had you not looked it up and had I not looked it up, I wouldn't. Matter of fact, I'm in his district. Well, I would imagine that's why you got the thing on your door. I think that would be pretty much evident that you're in his district. Well, I just had to make sure because I'm like, I, I, I don't know who this man is. I don't know what he's running for. So to me, that was a wasted space. No, because what he's doing is he's doing the old name recognition thing. He's thinking that when you go into he see, see, here's the sad part of our election process, especially on the local basis. Okay. That's why you see a gazillion, gazillion, gazillion yard signs. And I'll never in my, I'll never figure this out. I mean, have you ever voted for anybody because you saw a yard sign for them? Think about it. Have you really? Um, only because I didn't know what the site was, you know, what the person was or, or you know, what they stood for. I hadn't really. Yeah, so, but- yes, I voted either by what's come to my mind or what I've heard well, no, but on what, the radio. No, but no, or, no, no, no. I'm talking specifically. Or something like that. No, I'm talking. Where sp- I vote for that person. I'm talking specifically for yard sign. Have you ever gone to the polls and go, you know, I saw that guy's yard sign. I'm going to vote for him. I did. One time? Or you've done yes. that many times? I'm sorry? Have you done that many times? At least once. Okay. But the point being, today, in today's, you know, media, I want to hear about these guys. I want to see them. I want to hear them talk, you know, and, you know, that's why, you know, we put them on the radio here, but of course they won't go on the radio. Uh, (laughs) Instead, they'll buy, I mean, like, for example, there's a place in St. Charles. I'm not going to embarrass the lady because I'm not sure she did it, but somebody, she's running for something. And in one span on one piece of property, she has not one, not two, not three, not four, but five yard signs. And I'm going like, okay, what good did that do? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't get that. It made her feel special like I one of the girls. I don't know. Made, made the people at the sign company happy because... They, it could have been they, her mother. They sold her a bunch of signs, you know? I mean, I don't get that. 
You know, and, and what's interesting about that is if you and I put up a yard sign, you know, we'd get arrested because you can't stick up yard signs, but they can do that. So how come the politicians can stick yard signs everywhere and we can't? Why can't we stick on yard signs? It's illegal. Most municipalities won't allow you to put like a sign in your ear. In your, if you go look at the ordinances in most munis, they specifically state the only yard signs you can have up are like uh, for sale signs. As a matter of fact, a to, uh, talk to some of the guys who are in the home repair business that, you know, like we'll put their sign out, you know, this new roof by XYZ roofing, you know, uh, in a lot of areas, that's illegal as well, too. You can't put those up. Well, all I know is that they do. And but we live in unincorporated St. Charles. Oh, that, you know what? You live on an island. I do live on an island. <laughs> yes, I know. I live on Survivor Island. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I'm the only one there, so nobody can vote me off. It's 723. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. We were talking in the last break. Shelly got a uh, door hanger from, uh, what, Adam Schnelting? Was that his name? And yes. you were commenting you didn't know what he was running for because it didn't say what he was running for. <laughs> it didn't say. Okay. <laughs> to get this, okay, the smartest woman in the world texted me this. Apparently... I don't know if this is still the case with him, but his um, website for his uh, election is adamformo.com, A-D-A-A-M-F-O-R-M-O.com. When you go to that website, it got hacked, and it's all in Chinese. Well, that sucks to be him. No, go look at it. And by the way, you are... You are no, it's adamformissouri.com. Well, if you look at adamformo.com, it's a Chinese website. Okay, well, adamformissouri.com is, and it's Missouri spelled out, is is the um, email address, excuse me, the web address well, maybe this on is, this card that doesn't say what he's doing. Maybe this, is an, <laughs> maybe this is an old address, but go look at it. It's pretty funny. I looked at it, and it's nothing but Chinese. It's just like, okay, what in the world does this site say? Adamformo.com. Okay couple news items here, which I thought are sort of interesting. Okay, first off, I saw this one yesterday and thought to myself, okay, you know, what? what is wrong with certain organizations that, you know, and, and you know what, I know people are going to say, you're always cutting down, you're always making fun of government, stuff like that, okay? Here's a story from CNN from yesterday, right? A former Austin library employee is accused of stealing $1.3 million in printer toner. million in printer toner. He was like in the head office of the the Austin uh, Library District. And apparently he was in charge of of, of ordering the toner. And he would order like way too much toner. And then he would take a bunch of it home. And some of it was actually delivered his home. And then he'd sell it online or he'd sell it to companies that refilled printer cartridges. That's kind of sneaky and kind of interesting all at the same time. Well, you know, once again, it's like... Why would... And, why, well, what the interesting well, part... Little, of, look, at he's an entrepreneur. Well, he, he apparently... Uh, you read the story, and apparently he was dismissed from his job for something else. And then when they went through some audits, uh, some of the libraries in this district were complaining, we never could get any printer toner. We were always out of toner. And they're going like, well, why is that? Because this guy was ordering all sorts of toner. And he was ordering toner because the, 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 the branches would call up and say, hey, we're out of toner. And he'd order it, but yet they would never get it because he would get it. And then he'd turn around and sell it. 
you know, sort of like we talked about that lady the other day that got uh, 50, what is it, 54 months in prison because over the course of 19 years, she sold, she stole, she shoplifted $3.8 million worth of stuff and sold it on eBay and other online sites. Okay, here's another one. You ready for this one? I thought this was a joke. Mike sent this to me. Former Oklahoma jail guards who played Baby Shark on repeat charged with cruelty. And the story is that these two former Oklahoma jail officers and their supervisor were charged with misdemeanor cruelty charges after they allegedly forced inmates to stand handcuffed for hours and listen to the children's song Baby Shark on repeat. The charges were filed against Oklahoma County Jail Officers Gregory Butler Jr. and Christian Miles, both 21, and their supervisor, Christopher Raymond Hendershot, 50. According to the Oklahoman, Butler Jr. and Miles carried out the incidents and Hendershot knew about it and did not try to stop them. Investigations Investigators found in multiple incidents in November and December of 2019, at least four inmates were forced to stand against a wall with their hands secured behind them while the children's song played over and over again at a loud volume for several hours. Investigators used surveillance uh, footage to identify the inmates who had been mistreated. However, additional incidents uncovered during interviews were unable to be substantiated. Similar attacks, <laughs> similar attacks uh, were used against prisoners at Guantanamo Bay to psychologically break prisoners, according to multiple reports. And remember, who was the uh, the guy? Uh, uh, the guy who was uh, when we invaded uh, Panama was it Noriega, Panama. Remember? You remember how they got him out? Of, you know, they he 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 holed up in like his government palace and stuff like that. Remember how they got him out? No. They played rock. They set up speakers and they supposedly played like hard rock music, like around the clock and find I've had enough. I don't want any more. And he came out and surrendered. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of torture, isn't there? Oh man. Oh man. There, there's all kinds of torture. You know, there's the, there's the, the, the St. Charles County torture. You know what they, you know what they do in St. Charles County jails? If the prisoners uh, aren't, aren't good doobies, if they cause problems. What? They put in a radio, and they make them listen to us. Westplex 107. Once again, let me try the right right mic. mic. The right microphone, Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning, 747. Okay, this was sent to me the other day by the world's smartest woman, and I thought it was bogus, and it turns out it's true. Are you ready for this? Yes. Dolly Parton says she might pose for Playboy for her 75th birthday. I think that would be fabulous. And and the article is interesting. Matter of fact, it talks about she was on um, over the weekend, this past weekend, she was on in England. She was on a radio talk show, Scott Mills and Chris Stark show on BBC Radio 5 over the weekend. And I didn't realize that she's already been on the cover of Playboy once. Did you know this? I did not know that. October of 1978. And uh, matter of fact, the, the, the headlines on the cover are the best of the West Pac-10 co-eds, part two. They don't, that's a term that's not even used anymore. Is co-eds, remember these to be, if you were a female in college, you were a co-ed, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If you, if you have like gym class with well, boys, you no, were co-ed. No, but, but women were called co-eds because a lot of the colleges used to be men only. And then when the women came in, they called it co-educational. So they called them co-eds. You don't even hear that term anymore. Okay, so here's another article. Leon Spinks, the troubled champ. Um, Cheryl Teague's answers 20 impertinent questions. And then the big cover article with the, you know, with the tease on the inside. Ooh, a hit interview with country queen Dolly Parton. 
and she says, she says, I just might do it, talking about being on the cover at her 75th birthday. She's 74 right now. If I can do it in good taste and the Playboy people want it, we'll do it along with a really good interview inside. Uh, Parton told Mills and Stark. So, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, we've talked about it. Uh, and then it says, um, <laughs> get this, you'll love this. Um, I don't plan to retire. I just turned 74 and I plan to be on the cover of Playboy magazine again. She told 60 Minutes Australia. She, uh, see, I did Playboy magazine years ago and I thought it'd be such a hoot. If they'll go for it, I don't know if they will. If I could be on the cover again when I'm 75. And she goes on to say, uh, da, 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 da. I could probably. How old is she? Uh, she's 74 right now. And oh, is she said, really? Yeah. She said, uh, and she was you asked if that. she would recreate, because here's the cover picture of her in 78. She's got like the black bunny ears on and she's got like a black, I don't know, I don't, I'm not a woman's clothing person. It's not like a bra, but it looks like, like sort it's of like. It's called the bustier. Yeah, whatever. And it shows her <clears throat> boobage. Uh, anyway, uh, and, and when she was on the show, uh, she said uh, she was asked by the two hosts if she would recreate the original cover with the same outfit. And she says, I could probably still use it. Boobs are still the same. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, I didn't funny. say that. She said that. So, you know, the interesting thing. Yeah, she's pretty amazing. I'm just, I have a girl crush on her. Her and... Uh, uh, Kaylee McEnany, the president secretary. Oh, the one who got COVID nineteen. They all have COVID nineteen now. You know. Yeah, that was inevitable. Oh though. man, crazy stuff. And the, the the debate tonight. Did you hear this? That that you know that movie Bubble Boy. Yes, I know they're going to have um, <laughs> panels. No. Oh no 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 plastic, no no plastic Camilla, panels in between the. Camilla Harris is actually going to be in an inflatable bubble. And what they're oh, going to—oh, she is not. She is, and they're going to have thing. They're going to—they're going to essentially, uh, you know, uh, duct in a certain amount of of nitrogen, uh, which is going to keep her makeup in good shape, along with the oxygen. And uh, she's going to be, you know, in this in this bubble. And they have a special bubble cam they have to put in there, and they have a special bubble microphone. And then Mike Pence, Mike Pence is going to be um, also in a kind of a bubble but he's in a special one where he's actually going to roll around on the stage and his his uh, bubble has a special name to it as he as he rolls around on the stage Uh uh-huh it's called the holy roller (laughs) (laughs) i mean this whole thing you know Oh, Brad, you're such a dad joke kind of guy. <laughs> Sorry, but, you know, I mean, you know, and, and here's the thing. They said that it, <clears throat> losing my voice. <clears throat> Hold on a minute. Okay. Um, I told someone yesterday, I can't remember who I told this to, and hold on just a minute. Okay, I told someone yesterday that I read this article that a reporter wrote about how he's treated when he covers the biden campaign and and if you remember trump talked about this last week when he did his his um when he did his debate that he made fun of the fact that the reporters who cover the the biden campaign have to stand in circles do you know what i'm talking about no (laughs) this is a true story that when they do a biden campaign event 
the reporters they if they're outside like this the one the, the one specifically this reporter talked about they were outside in some wheat field somewhere and they were talking about you know it was like you know it's typical sort of you know you know like shenanigans by the politicians on both sides you know he's standing out in front of a wheat field and if i'm elected president i'll make sure the farmers are taken care of and this wheat field behind me will be even better than it ever was you know that kind of stuff so was that biden yeah, so he was out in this okay. wheat field, and they painted circles with, like, you know, like like the kind of upside-down cans, the kind the guys use to mark the utilities. You know, when you call the one-call guys, and they come out with those cans that paint, like, on the on the, on the the ground, you know what I mean, that'll paint upside-down. So they, they... They weren't, like, crop circles, were they? No, no, no. They painted circles on the ground, and they put numbers in the circles, and as a reporter, you were assigned to that circle. So, in other words, if you were like the reporter from the New York Times, you stood in that circle. And, if you know, and they were all like, and supposedly, supposedly there are people running around with the Biden campaign with tape measures. And they and anytime anybody comes close, they yell distance, distance. And that means that you're supposed to immediately look where you're at and see how far you're away from everybody else. So you violate the distance. So, and the distance tonight between between uh, Pence and Harris is 12 feet three inches. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and why 12 feet three inches? Twice the distance. Well, this is the number that the Cleveland Clinic has come up with. Uh, you know, where, well, I guess they were, were last week and I guess, I don't know if they're the same place or not. I don't know. Anyway, this is the distance they're supposed to be apart and they have it, they, you know, and they have it measured off and they've, and, and Pence supposedly has been specifically told to not come any closer toward Kamala Harris and to not, you know, leave his spot from behind his podium because if he does, she will leave the stage. That's okay, did did they say the same thing to her? <laughs> but but see once again, it's like <laughs> No, I'm asking. I, did they say that they but, said the same thing to her? Okay, do you know where this comes from? I mean, do you know where this whole thing comes from? No. When um Hillary Clinton ran for um I guess she was running for senator in the state of New York. She had a debate, and I can't remember the guy's name, but this at the time this was like a big story. And and supposedly, you know, this guy did this and he lost all the women's vote because they had a debate. And it's sort of like what happened with the debate with Hillary and, and Donald Trump. But he came out from behind his podium and walked over to her and addressed her. And she had the look of fear on her face like, oh, my God, this guy's going to attack me. And and then after that happened, they you know they, how Hillary's people spun it. Look, he's a typical man. He was told to stay behind his podium, and he didn't. And he came over to threaten me. That's what men do. They threaten women. They get in their face and they threaten them. And that was and and he lost like because and apparently all women, the women just bite and chew and pull hair out, <laughs> and it's over. So, so, but see, and keep in mind, if there's a, if, if you ever listen to uh, the, the, there's the Hillary Clinton's uh, audio book that she put together 
And I think it was the debate here in St. Louis at Washington University where when they were at their two little podiums and Trump walked over behind her. Remember this? And I think it was yeah. in St. Louis where he walked over behind her and she in her book she goes, she called him a creep. You know, she's stay away from me, you creep, you know. <laughs> so so supposedly that what they did was by saying this, by saying, you know, the Camilla Harris group said, and don't Mike Pence, don't you come any closer to me. Blah 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 blah. You know, in other words, they're putting they're putting the thought in the people's minds that well, if she didn't say that, he'd be over there bothering her. He'd be over there in her face. You know, he'd be over there spewing COVID nineteen germs at her. You know, I'm going like, mm-hmm. come on, <laughs> this this is like, you know, this is like, what's what's the line or, or when when I I said that one day and you didn't know what i was talking about i don't know it's kabuki remember we talked about kabuki no you don't remember we talked about kabuki no which which podcast was it on and i gave you the i gave you the madman scene to go look at remember the madman scene yes and he talks about kabuki come on okay you don't you don't remember this Brad, I don't remember yesterday, and the only reason why I know what today is is because of my pill minder. So, no, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you say that again so I can get a clean quote on that? <laughs> there, that's not going to happen ever. You've said a couple good things this morning. Hold on, I have to remember that. Hold on. That was at one thirty-nine. Okay, hold on, let me write oh, that down. Oh, stop it. One, oh, look, it's 7.58. No, one thirty-nine. What was the other thing you said that was pretty funny? That you said something about? I don't about, know. I'm just, I'm just a ball of laughs every day. So you never know what's going to come out of these these lips. Okay, Kabuki is traditional Japanese popular drama with singing and dancing performed in a highly stylized manner, a rich blend of music, dance, mime, and spectacular uh, da, 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 uh, uh, rich blend of music, dance, mime, and sp- oh, stupid pop-up ads. Britannica, on this day, newsletter. I don't want that newsletter. Okay, it's been a major theatrical form in Japan for four centuries. The term kabuki originally suggested the unorthodox and shocking character of this art form. In modern Japanese, the word is written with three characters, K-A signifying song, B-U dance, and K-I skill. Kabuki. And essentially, it's kabuki is sort of like... It's also a drink, isn't it? I guess in some places it is, <laughs> but the whole idea behind it is that when that 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 was what if you read if you do the Madman clip, Kabuki is the concept of of it's like just a stupid little you know play that you're doing that nobody really is intending to to get anything done. It's just you're just sort of going through the motions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do that every day. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> so I'm kabukiing. <laughs> well, not literally, but you know, it's to the point where sometimes, you know, you and I have talked about this. Don't you wish that, like, if we call somebody up and and you know and you know say, hey, would you like to advertise in their station? And they said to you, you know, I think your station sucks, and I think you're a horrible person. And I'll never do business with you. Okay, thank you so much. I'd rather have that than somebody say, well, you know, send me the stuff and I'll take a look at it and I'll exactly. we'll run Just it up. Exactly. tell me no. We'll run it up the flagpole. And I'm fine and- with that. No, no, 
you know, no harm, no foul. Right. We'll run it up the flagpole and we'll see who salutes and I'll take it to my boss and and we'll talk about it over lunch. Seriously, let me know within two days. You know you've got the time. And if it's no, it's no. I'm okay. Right, right. Do I cry? Yes. But the point being... It's I like it's like it's it's like remember I told you the story about the guy I used to work with the Larry Mondello experience remember I've told you that story yes you did uh, you want me to tell it again uh later it's eight o'clock Westplex one hundred seven point one a TikTok song yes song made famous by TikTok I always wonder what the name of that song is what do you think it is <laughs> <laughs> hold on a minute what is it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's Savage Love. Got it. Wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> it's Savage Love. And you know, yes, who, you, I know got you know that. who sings it? Can you have any idea who sings it? Jason Derulo. And <laughs> why do you know that? <laughs> because he says his name right as the first stanza. <laughs> yes, he says his name. I told I told you about that. Yeah, and, you did. And the guy he used to I can't remember who his producer was. The guy who was a producer had his name in there as well too in the old the old days. The guy was on he was on a he was on a what was that guy's name? Um let me see uh, cuz he did the same thing. It was like they and he didn't do he didn't do it himself but he had like this big voice come on and say blah 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 and, he, and let me think Jason Derulo uh, D-R-U-L-O, former producer. Let's see if I can find what that is. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. And he would say his name, but it wouldn't be him. It would be this this big voice guy. Um, Jason Drulo, music producer, J.R. Rodham. I believe that's who it was. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name was, the. it was the record label, Beluga Heights. You know, Jr. Beluga, the guy would come in like it would be Jason. J- Jason Derulo would say his name, and then it was Jr. Beluga Heights. Yeah, isn't that interesting? You could care less, right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. You kind of lost me there for a second. Sorry uh, about that. Pause. Do you know? Do you know why? Joe. Why? Joe knows why. Who? Joe. He knows why. Joe, who? Before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? I thought you were going to say Joe Mama. <laughs> that's that's why that's why Shelly doesn't have a memory because uh, because <laughs> do do you know people don't know this but and you're not you're not this is not the kind of thing you really talk about too much you sort of keep this sort of private but Shelly actually met Joe Biden one day and Joe Biden walked up to her. And, and took, blew in my ear. No, he walked up to her and took her hand and said, She was the kind of woman that made you want to drop to your knees and thank God you were a man. Aw, <laughs> thank you, Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good old Joe. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. You know, here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to give my political advice. Trump. Dude, you lost it. I mean, you know, you're not going to win. So if I were him, I I disagree with that. I think he's going to win by a landslide. I'm telling you, every day I would do goofy stuff every single day. Every single day. 
Every you single do. Oh no, I mean I mean I would do goofy stuff up until the election. I mean and just you know and just say whatever, you know. What you know, what's ever in my mind. Say goofy stuff all day long, you know, and do goofy stuff. Hey, today, police, we're gonna make it National Police Officers Day and all donut shops will be closed to the public and police can go in and eat all the donuts. Yes, today. Uh, it's an executive order. I'm Donald Trump. I can do that kind of stuff. And tomorrow. Don't they do that already, though? <laughs> no. Well, they, they, they don't close them for the police. They just, you know, I mean, they, they, anybody can go and buy donuts. You know? Yes, I and, know. And I'm Ariana Grande kidding, goes in there and, and, and she samples the donuts by licking them. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> oh, you just had to go there. <laughs> so, so. Great now, segue, Brad. If every day, if I were Trump, man, every day, it'd be crazy town, you know? I mean, every single day. You know, and and to, did you hear did you hear this story about how he he got he, Twitter blocked his account Monday for a while? Blocked it. Twitter blocked his account. Yeah, they blocked his account Why? because of the fact that he mentioned he 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 violated their terms of service. Is that some New York Times reporter was going after him? So he he put hit their email address in his tweet. Says if you don't like what this guy said, you know, email him, and he gave his email address, and that's against terms of service and in tiktok so they 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 made him take it or not tiktok in twitter they made him take it down <laughs> you know but here's what i don't get okay here's what i don't get about the whole deal with with it takes a superpower to tell the president of the united states the man of the free world the leader of the free world to take your tweet down okay if i were trump Okay, and I think somebody probably already bought the domain. Let me look here. And doesn't he have, um, like, it's one of the amendments, you know, free speech. Yeah, but the problem is if you read the, yeah, it, it, somebody owns it, um, I'll talk about it in a minute. If you read the TOS, the terms of service of all these websites, and what's interesting is nobody reads them. I mean, and some of them you no, read, it's like, don't. it's like, it talks about how they can come to your house and steal all your underwear and they can, uh, you know, if you are married, that they can take your wife out to dinner. Uh, and if you have a car that they're allowed to take your car and drive it around the country and, you know, and, you know, when they get done with it, run it into a lake. I mean, obviously I'm being ridiculous, but if you read the terms of yeah, service that nobody reads. Okay. So, uh, let me go back to my comment. If I were. The Republican Party right now. I would hire someone, and you can you can probably buy this domain because somebody already owns it, but nobody's there now. It's not using. It. It's not a website right now. I would essentially say, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna you know create our own social media site, and we're gonna call it Trumper. You know, like Twitter, but Trumper Trumper.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we'll own the website, and we'll we'll do our own social media site, Trumper. And he had to have his own thing. And that way he could do anything he wants. He wouldn't have to worry about Twitter taking down his feed or stuff like that. He just, hey, I own it. It's Trumper. Trumper.com. You know? You don't That's think? That's actually not a bad idea. No, but it's the same thing with, like, the deal. See, I got, I got into a discussion yesterday because, first off, I, I have to tell you, and I'm not going to say the source of this is because you're going to be upset when I tell you this. You have been dubbed a QAnon person. Do you even know what QAnon is? Who, me personally? Yes. Someone has, someone told me yesterday after listening to your sh the show for a while that you're a QAnon person. Do you know what QAnon is? No. 
it's one of these groups that I feel know, like it's not a, a a pleasant thing. Well, it's it's like a right wing kind of group, and you know, and they've got this <laughs> right wing. Okay, well, they've got this this their their symbol is this Q. It sort of bothers me because now they're getting a lot of bad reputation. We've got a station that's called KSLQ with a big Q. Uh, anyway, they've got a big Q. This is their 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 logo and. The hat part of the the cue is the top half is like stars and stripes or stars you know and the bottom is the, is the bars the the stripes okay so uh-huh. the big deal was that um, Facebook has banned all the QAnon sites they've taken all the QAnon sites off but I don't have a QAnon site I I, I once again here's the interesting thing six months ago I had no idea what the hell QAnon was. And I'm going like when I and when I heard pretty well, hey, you know Trump, he's in the he's in the tank, he's with he's with the QAnon people. I'm going, I have no idea what the hell that is. I had to look it up, you know. I still don't know what it is. Well, w- w- welcome to the world, everybody. You know, most people don't know what QAnon is, but yet it's been banned by Facebook. They took it off. But yet, if you go to right now, if I go to Facebook, and I will do this live on the air, if I go to Facebook. And I just go into the search, and I just put A-N-T-I-F-A, Antifa, and you get all these different things. You get the Antifa network, the Antifa, Antifa Facebook page right there. If you click on Antifa Facebook page, you see all these different ones. There's Antifa Checker, Antifa Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, you know, there's all these different uh, different Antifa websites, okay? So they're associating me with Antifa? No, what I'm saying is they took down, they took down the QAnon uh, uh, the QAnon uh, page on 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 um, uh, Facebook because they said that it was that it was uh, it was uh, the QAnon is this terrible group and they're violent and the whole bit. Okay, but here's all these Antifa pages on. I'm looking at them right now. Here's one right here. Antifa checker. This this is designed to out obvious fake troll accounts and advertise real ones. Okay, and essentially there's all this stuff on here. Antifa, 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 Antifa. There's all sorts of these different sites. Okay, if you go to Wikipedia and keep in mind they said that the reason that that Facebook took down the QAnon page is because it you know put uh, purported violence. If you go to Wikipedia and you type in Antifa. You know, keep in mind, a lot of these groups that are protesting in in Portland and, and Seattle are Antifa. Uh, and if you look at uh, Antifa, uh, where did I saw it? I saw it yesterday. Antifa. Um, yeah, how come I? Oh, no, I'm in Wiktionary. I don't want to be in Wiktionary. I want to be in Wikipedia. Okay. So if I go in Antu, in Antifa, A-I-N-T-I-F-A. Have you seen the definition of Q Anon in Wikipedia? Hold on a minute. Anyway, if you maybe they took it down because I saw it just the other day. It talked about Antifa is a a a violent and nonviolent organization. Look up Antifa in Wiktionary, the Free Dictionary. You know what? I think they took it out of here. It's gone. It was here just the other day. Antifa and Antifada or whatever you want to call it. Um, anyway, the the whole idea behind it is is there. So what does QAnon say? QAnon is a far-right conspiracy theory alleging that a cable or a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles running a global child sex trafficking ring is plotting against 
President Donald Trump, who is battling against the cabal. And that Trump is planning a day of reckoning known as the storm when thousands of members of the cabal will be arrested. No part of the theory is based on fact. It's crazy weird stuff, right? I don't even know what to say. <laughs> and, and people have dubbed me that? Yes. Someone said you were a Q, QAnon person. Um, I'd like to talk to that person. Okay. It says QAnon adherents began appearing at Trump re-election campaign rallies in August 2018. Bill Mitchell, a broadcaster who promotes QAnon, attended a White House social media summit in July 2019. QAnon believes commonly tag or QAnon believers tom- commonly tag their social media posts with hashtag WWG1WGA, signifying the motto "Where we go, one we go all." At an August 2019 rally, a man warming up the crowd before Trump spoke used the QAnon motto, later denying that it was a QAnon reference. This occurred hours after the publication report, eh, stop ringing at me, uh, that FBI determined QAnon to be a potential source of domestic terrorism, the first time the agency had so rated a fringe conspiracy theory. According to the analysis conducted by Media Matters for America, as of August 2020, Trump had amplified QAnon messaging at least 216 times by retweeting or mentioning 129 QAnon affiliated Twitter accounts, sometimes multiple times a day. QAnon followers come to refer to Trump as Q+. This whole thing's so bizarre. I mean, mean, you know, if, you know, if I wouldn't have said what, you know, if I wouldn't told you what Q, you know, if I wouldn't told you about this QAnon thing, you would have no idea, you know? I wouldn't, especially when somebody says it was about me. No, they said you are a QAnon person. Exactly. I I actually um, am a strongly against everything that they stand for according to wikipedia okay antifa is a political protest movement compromising autonomous groups affiliated by their militant opposition to fascism fascism and other forms of extreme right-wing ideology saturday's rally had the support of antifa whose sworn enemy is the far right so supposedly antifa is on the far left and QAnon is on the far right but yet when you see these riots going on and there's got and the antifa if you know what the antifa um, um, logo is it's like a circle with a couple of offset flags in it it's like red and you see these guys you know uh, they're all usually all in black the antifa thing started out at the college campuses which and they were protesting at any that anytime there was a conservative who was going to speak at a college campus they would protest it and it got to the point where most of the colleges you know, would stop having you know conservative hosts on they wouldn't have you know uh, what's her name they wouldn't have um um, who's the lady who's uh, always uh, uh, there's candy crowley is one of them and there's and uh, what's the the lady who was on the uh, a show with bill maher back in 2016 when they asked her who I she don't watch that well she they this is like the classic episode they asked her she was on a panel of like three or four of the people in bill maher and they went around and they asked her uh, ann coulter and they asked uh, all the various people okay who do you think is going to win the presidency in 2016 and she says of the announced candidates and they and Bill Maher says yes, and she goes, Donald Trump, and the audience just goes crazy. They're like laughing, and the other panelists on the panel are just like, oh yeah, Donald Trump, yeah, Donald Trump's going to be president, yeah, that'll never happen. Well, it did, <laughs> you know. So, and the interesting part of it is, there's like it's like it's like me. I said, remember, 
I said when I went downtown to cover that rally when Trump was in downtown at the Keel Opera House, wherever the heck they called it, and the and the line to get in stretched went like for a mile around the building, literally a mile around the building, and I go, okay, this guy's gonna win, because I've never seen ground ground swell you know, support of a candidate like this. Never. And I've been to all sorts of political rallies. I was at the political rally when, uh, years ago at, at, uh, TR Hughes ballpark when, when, uh, uh, you know, uh, McCain was out there with, uh, with, uh, um, um, what's her name from Alaska, man, I'm, I'm getting old. I can't remember names anymore. You know, what I'm talking about the governor that they all make fun of the attractive one. I can see Russia from my yeah, house. I know. who. Oh, um, Sarah Palin, <laughs> Sarah Palin. Okay. I got, I got a mental block with her and also with the gal from pretty woman. What's her name again? Julia Roberts. I can never remember her name. It's like, there's a spot in my brain that's burnt that where the Julia Roberts is supposed to be there. And it's never, it's never there. So, and you know, and, and I went to that rally and, and I've been the democratic rallies before I've been to a bunch of those. Cause I always find it fascinating to go to those kind of things, but I have never, ever, ever seen anything like I saw in March of 2016 with Trump. And from that point on, people would say to me, who do you think is going to win? Trump? People go, yeah, right. No, seriously. Who do you think is going to win? Trump? That was before he was even the, you know, the Republican candidate. And I told everybody, I told you, remember, I said, he's going to win. Yeah, you did. He's going to win. He's going to be the next president. And everybody's going like, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way he's going to win. Yep, he's going to win. I'm telling you, he's going to win. And to a certain extent, the only way he's going to win right now, all these, see, it's interesting. You go back and look at all the poll numbers from, from, you know, four years ago. And a lot of them are very similar. They show that Hillary was ahead by nine points and stuff like that. There, and I think it's it, there's one of two things that's going to happen. Either he's going to get killed or he's going to win. And the reason he's going to win is because nobody will admit that they're for Trump. If a pollster came up to you on the street and said, hey, you know, lady, uh, you know, ma'am, can I ask you a question? Who are you going to vote for in the presidential election? You probably wouldn't say Trump. You'd probably say. No, I would, because that's who I'm going to vote for. Well, but there are a lot of people who wouldn't. They would go like, well, you know, because, you you know, you, you're going to vote for Trump. Oh, he's terrible. You know, remember they, they I told you that that comedian I heard on one of the podcasts the other day talking about how she got banned from the New York comedy circuit because she was a Trump supporter. People are, well, we're not hiring you. You're a Trump supporter. It's like, you know, but once again, and I think for me is like take the name Trump out and put the name in woman, black, you know, Muslim. You know, it would be like like if, if, if you know, like if they said, well, we're not hiring you, you're a Muslim. Oh, you can't say that. That's terrible. Oh, we're not hiring you because you're black. Oh, we can't. Ooh, 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 that's that's racial prejudice. We're you know we're not you know we're not hiring you because you're for Trump. Oh, that's okay to say. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? Well, she's she's um, what's that called? You know, she's she's on the. I can't remember what I was going to say, so never mind. Okay, so they're done then. 